When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Ladies, we know what we want from our birth control. But what about what's in our birth control? That's why I chose the 100% hormone-free Paragard intrauterine copper contraceptive. It's the only birth control that uses just one simple active ingredient to prevent pregnancy over 99% of the time with no hormones and no daily routines. Paragard is a small IUD that prevents pregnancy for up to 10 years using copper. Ready to get what you want? Talk to your healthcare provider to see if Paragard could be right for you. Don't use if you have a pelvic infection, including PID, get infections easily, certain cancers, Wilson's disease, or a copper allergy. Pregnancy is rare but can be life-threatening and cause infertility or loss of pregnancy. Paragard may attach to or go through the uterus. Tell your healthcare provider if you miss a period, have abdominal pain, or it comes out. At first, periods may become heavier and longer with spotting in between. It won't protect against HIV or STDs. For product information or to learn more, visit Paragard.com. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yesterday's concert is a Flaming Handshake Media production. Buskers with mandolins and acoustic guitars performed on the street corner. Their instrument cases sat open with loose chains strung about. Long hairs lounged on every available surface. Men and women wearing oversized and well-lived-in clothing floated through the crowd with their index finger in the air. Some held cardboard signs that read, I need a miracle. For any other big city scenario, this is a homeless population I would have been more cautious of. But today, these were my people. I was them. And they were me. Going further down the street, I stumbled upon a hippie bazaar. Tie-dye hung from every inch and corner. Deals were being made fast and furious. Two for 20 and three for 25. Buy two. Interested pirates loitered and lingered. They held shirts against their body and tried hats on in mirrors. The hippie marketplace was buzzing. Strolling between stalls, I felt the urge to buy a tie-dye shirt with an enlarged image of Jerry Garcia's face on it. Then there was the flat-brim steely hats. I'm not sure when or where I'd actually wear any of this, but the beckoning call of new deals was burning a hole in my wallet. All right, all right, what about 20? Shakedown Street is a traveling circus. 
Krusty Wilkes and advantageous entrepreneurs had cornered the market on selling unlicensed Grateful Dead paraphernalia. They could sling anything with the Grateful Dead logo on it. This included shirts, hats, blown glass, and pins. Most top-tier jam bands have a shakedown street, but none of them do it quite like the Dead. Hey man, get your hands off me, I got papers. I turned around to see an older, overweight guy jerking his arm away from a police officer. A pair of cops rushed to aid their partner. Leave me alone, you're out here harassing people for no reason. I told you, I got papers. The officer ripped the man's backpack off his shoulders when he refused to concede the bag. His buddies got involved and started yelling at the police to piss off. Hey, piss off pal, hey. I couldn't resist the chance to watch a scuffle between a hippie and a cop. Siding up to another guy who was watching the wrestling match, I asked him what was going on. So what's going on here? Apparently the guy didn't have the right permit to vend and while shutting him down they found some pot on him. The story was the guy was from a marijuana legal state and he had the medical documents to prove it. But the officers chose not to honor that. Here's the thing. This is Chicago, one of the most violent, gang-ridden, and treacherous cities in America and they're confiscating marijuana from a guy at a Grateful Dead concert. Don't they have bigger fish to fry? Wasn't someone being murdered at that very moment? Besides, select anyone at random on Shakedown, and they're making the same bust. It's like confiscating animal crackers at a daycare. Sir, I'm gonna need you to back up. A hand pressed into my sternum. I followed the arm up to see one of the officers now pushing me. Wait, what's going on? Why are you harassing me now? I told the officer I was just trying to get to the porta johns at the end of the lot. I wasn't even mad at the disrespect. I would have been more upset had he not confronted me. Police harassing fans, a band of dirty gypsies, and cheaply made knockoffs. This was everything. This was the Grateful Dead experience I wanted. Welcome concert goers, music fanatics, and deadheads. My name is Lance Ingram, and in the Season 2, Episode 4 of Yesterday's Concert, our jam journal takes us to June 15, 2019. Grab your earplugs as we go to Wrigley Field in Windy City, Chicago, for Dead & Company. pulled a chair from a nearby table and dragged it to the middle of the room. I plopped into the seat, slung my guitar on my knee, and tossed a goofy grin on my face. What are you smiling about? Max, my guitar teacher, asked. I pulled a CD from my bag and handed it to him. Man, I finally did it. I'm getting into the Grateful Dead. I'm going to be a deadhead, Max. It was the summer of 2007. I was a recent high school graduate, wide-eyed and dipping my toes into the world of psychedelic music. With a little graduation money in my pocket, I picked up a copy of American Beauty. One listen later and I thought I'd gone from society's black and white into the fabled full-color mindset of being a deadhead. I didn't understand the album, but I like to pretend that I did. Fortunately, Max reined me in. Why are you listening to Studio Dead? Wait, what, what do you mean? The dead aren't a studio band? You can't experience the Grateful Dead by their studio albums? You have to get a live album to hear what they're really about. Where the band really shined was in their lengthy jams. Heeding my guitar teacher's wisdom, I took a deep dive into the band's enormous archive. I found the entirety of their concert recordings on one site. Almost every show the Grateful Dead ever performed was at my fingertips. From the early days of playing beachy psychedelia, 
all the way through their final performance in 1995. It was all there and ready for the taking. Days would turn to weeks and weeks would turn to months before I would come up for air. My morning ritual became searching through the shows on this day in Grateful Dead history. At one point I even had a second iPod devoted entirely to the Grateful Dead. Then one day, the music stopped. I had reached jam burnout. I didn't want another 40 minute playing in the band. Between my dead obsession and my roommate's fish obsession, I couldn't take it any longer. I needed structure, less space, and more radio cuts. But like any good romance movie, I came crawling back. Almost a decade after discovering the dead, I dropped into an aisle seat at the local movie theater. Fellow guests talked in hushed chatter while we waited for the show. The lights dropped, the projector beamed, and the hush-hush crowd screamed to life. In an instant, the room was a tie-dye sea. No patron remained seated. I thought I'd be watching a concert film on the big screen. I had no idea this was the next best thing. Each year, the Grateful Dead hosted an annual Meet Up at the Movies event. The one-night-only showing was a classic Dead show on the big screen. I don't know why I expected anything related to the Dead to be normal, but the traditional movie-going experience was exchanged for a shakedown street party. Fans danced in the aisles, consumed contraband beverages, sang along, and one guy even smoked the room out. After the movie over, I heard one guy telling his buddy, There's two things I love in life, getting drunk and the Grateful Dead. And tonight, I got to do both. The experience rekindled that early fascination. But this time, I wanted the real thing. Many deadheads claim the Grateful Dead died with guitarist Jerry Garcia. In any adaptation since then, is a third-rate cover band. The other members are great, but Jerry was the heart of the band. And when you listen to enough recordings, it's understandable why some fans view him as a deity. Even without Jerry, since 1998, the Dead's living members have performed together under different monikers, such as the other ones, The Dead, Further, and Fare Thee Well. The latest adaptation, Dead and Company, has become a staple of summer concert tours. This current iteration features three surviving members, Bob Weir, Bill Kreutzman, and Mickey Hart, plus jam legends Otil Burbage and Jeff Chimini. It also hosts one of my favorite musicians as the Jerry stand-in, John Mayer. But just once I wanted to experience some semblance of a dead show. I missed the Jerry boat, and the days of jumping on tour were behind me. But I needed one taste, something I could connect as mine. And that would have been impossible without John Mayer and his appendix. The band's 2017 stop in New Orleans was originally scheduled for Tuesday, December 5th. I was out of PTO and the 12-hour round trip was impossible to swing. But during the wee hours of show day, Johnny Salami was rushed into an emergency appendectomy. The final dates of the tour were rescheduled and New Orleans moved to February 18th, 2018. A Saturday. There wasn't an excuse to be had. I bought the ticket with no questions asked, nor wifely permission. The first set was beautiful. Hearing the crowd sing along to classics like Cold Rain and Snow and Friend of the Devil was the culmination of everything I hoped for. New Orleans music legend George Porter Jr. guested on Smokestack Lightning and Bertha. The second set, while not as climactic as the first set Sugaree, was still every bit as special. I got to hear some of my favorite dead songs like Scarlet Begonias, Fire on the Mountain, Truckin', Ship of Fools, and Stella Blue. It was hard to complain about missing a Dark Star bust out when you're getting quintessential dead tunage. After that show, I had a sense of completion. That was the closest I was getting to the Grateful Dead, and it filled my void. 
And as much as I wanted to jump on tour, I felt satisfied knowing if that was the only dead show I ever got, I'd be okay with it. It was Friday afternoon. I had dipped out of work to get an early start on the weekend. I walked into our bedroom to see a packed bag on the bed. Atop this mystery bag was an envelope with my name on it. Was my wife serving me the papers? Had I finally spent too much on concerts? I opened the envelope fearing for my marriage. Happy late birthday. I love you. Enjoy your weekend. The note read. Inside the envelope was a bright and shiny ticket. Dead and Company, Wrigley Field, June 15, 2019. That's tomorrow. The remaining contents of the envelope were hotel reservations and a ticket to see my favorite comedian, Mark Marin, in St. Louis that night. I called my wife to get a better explanation. This is what I meant when I said your birthday gift was coming late this year. Get in your car and go. Girl, you don't know how much I love you right now. I threw the bag in my car and zipped down the highway. First stop, St. Louis. Dinner, Mark Marin, post-show meet and greet, talked Mavis Staples with Mark, more road, hotel check-in at midnight, attempts to sleep, alarm, back on the road, and by noon on Saturday I was standing on the streets of downtown Chicago. Overwhelmed by the experience, I had no plan of what to do. 24 hours ago, I came home expecting a quiet weekend. Now I'm standing on the streets of my favorite city, asking what am I supposed to do with myself? Well, let's do as the tourists do. I split a deep dish pie with me and myself waddled to Wrigleyville enjoying the freak show. I had my picture taken in front of the big red Wrigley sign. I checked out Shakedown Street where I saw cops harassing a deadhead for some pot in his pocket. Then the weather started to sour so I wandered into a bar where late 60s Grateful Dead pianist Tom Constantine was leading a dead cover band. After the dinner jam show I made my way out of the bar and inside Wrigley Field. Gusts of wind blasted through the stadium. The city was earning its nickname tonight. From my upper deck seat, I watched a fog roll in over the outfield bleachers, and by showtime it was so dense I couldn't even see anything beyond the ivy. Since you know it was an outdoor summer concert, I dressed accordingly, but after an afternoon of storms threatened to cancel the show, the highs never went above 72 degrees. I sat in the hard plastic chair, rocking back and forth to keep warm, but I was so excited I didn't care. I basked in the glory of Wrigley Field. The ivies, the bleachers, the foul ball signs, and some nearby rooftop parties. I love this place. Hey man, I'm Ryan. I looked to my right to see my seatmate had arrived. A guy in his late 30s, long brown hair and goatee. He stuck out his hand when I introduced myself. Hey Ryan, I'm Lance. Where are you from? Ryan was from Indiana, and had seen the band at Deer Creek earlier in the week. One show wasn't enough to satisfy his jam desires though. Being the deadhead he was, Ryan came to Chicago with no hotel, tickets, or plan outside of seeing the band. He told me the night before he scored a miracle on Shakedown, ended up dosing post-show with some other heads till the wee hours of the morning. He slept in his car in a paid lot until the security guard told him he had to leave. I'm too old to be pulling double duty again, so I got a hotel. Probably going to be taking it pretty easy. At nearly 7 on the dot, the band took the stage. Many fans were still exploring the depths of Wrigleyville's bar scene. People ran across the field, past the dugouts and bases to get to their seats. Ryan elbowed me in nervous excitement. What's it going to be? What do you think it's going to be tonight? We searched for a single note, 
anything to clue us in on what the opening song would be. John Mayer counted the band in with a few strokes of his guitar. He nodded to the band and stepped to the microphone. Let inspiration flow in token rhymes suggesting rhythm. That will not forsake me till my tale is told and done. The audience erupted in joyous celebrations. Tie-dye bobbed like waves, hands covered hearts and high fives exchanged. It was these little moments that reminded me that this was more than a band. Ryan reached into his pocket and pulled a tiny slip of paper out. He elbowed me again. Want a trip? I laughed and told him no thanks. I thought you were behaving tonight. Yeah, that was before they opened with Terrapin Station, though. John sang the lady with the fan part of the suite and stepped away from the mic to let his instrument take the spotlight. His guitar solo was everything I loved about the dead. As cheesy as this sounds, the notes resonated in my soul. I closed my eyes and was transported away. It was a safe place with no outside distractions, disruptions, or problems. The Dead's music was always an easy vessel to get to this place. Three minutes into the show and I was already reminded of Max's eternal wisdom. You gotta hear them live to get it. Original member Bob Weir stepped to the microphone to take his part in the Terrapin Suite. Through his grizzled voice, Bob pushed out, Inspiration moves me brightly. From the screens we could see John with a big goofy grin. He may be in the band, but he was one of us. The always pleasant fan favorite Sugar Magnolia followed Terrapin. John was channeling Jerry's guitar. This wasn't a clever act by the guitarist. It was an ode. At points deep in my own reality, eyes closed and dosed on euphoria. You could have told me it was Jerry, and I would have believed you. It was surrealistic to hear these songs live. I've dreamt of what it was like to see the band in the good old days, but this felt every bit like the real thing. You're welcome to take this next statement with a grain of salt since I'm such an inexperienced fan, but it's baffling to me that there's still heads out there that don't think anyone is worthy to stand in Jerry's shoes. Trey Anastasio, Warren Haynes, and now John Mayer, yet none of them are good enough. It's low-hanging fruit to hold John's former life as a teenage heartthrob against him. No one's done Jerry's role with the respect it deserves quite like John. The first set was more subdued. Songs like High Time and Friend of the Devil while fan favorites weren't exactly tempo burners. Then again, neither was Dead and Company. But who cares? The songs are the songs. The second set opened with Spanish Jam, which isn't as much a Grateful Dead song as it is a Grateful Dead concept. One fan told me the Dead haven't opened a set two with Spanish Jam since 1977. I don't know if that's true, and I'm not going to put in the work to confirm it. Instead, I'm going to claim it to be true with zero fact authentication because I like the way it sounds and it makes me feel good. The jam was also special to me because my favorite dead era is the late 70s. From 76 until the end of 78 is, in my opinion, peak Grateful Dead. Yeah, 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 there's that famous Spring 77 tour in there, but that period's when the band really found the sauce. It's before the 80s and synthesizers. It's before drugs wrecked Jerry. It's when the good times were still mostly good. So to have a second set opening run of Scarlet Begonia's Help on the Way, Slipknot, and Franklin's Tower, all before drums, I was in heaven. Oh yeah, and I forgot to mention the other major highlight of the night, New Speedway Boogie with the best jam of the second set. After coming up for air, a rest for my dancing feet and a bathroom break during drums and space, I was ready to bring the main set home. Offering a reprieve to the avant-garde jam, the band cooled off with the late 80s, standing on the moon. This was foreign territory for my dead fandom. I didn't venture into these waters very often. Hey Ryan, what song is this? 
He stood motionless, staring at the stage. Hey, hey man, you alright? He looked at me with tears in his eyes. Through a cracked voice, he told me that this was the wedding song for his best friend. Unfortunately, the guy's wife had recently passed away from cancer. Caught off guard, I put my arm around his shoulders and stood there with him. He rubbed his face and tried to pull it together. I asked if he was alright again. He told me he just wished his buddy could have been there for the moment. As one more Saturday night closed the show, I dipped out a few minutes early to grab an event poster before they sold out. As I was paying, a woman in her 60s sided up next to me. Pretty good show tonight, eh? The smell of cheap beer lingered on her breath. I smiled and said, Yeah, great show. I wasn't sure where this was going, but ma'am, I'm a, I'm a married man. She lit a cigarette and leaned against the wall. You know, I saw Jerry. She took a hit and grinned through her exhale. Is this woman trying to seduce me or impress me? What is happening right now? Oh, really? That's pretty cool. I'm jealous. Yeah, I saw him more than 20 times in the 80s and 90s. And I'll tell you, it sounded like John was channeling Jerry up there tonight. I could feel him. He was with us, you know. Jerry was with us tonight. After the show, 40,000 still silly deadheads crawled into the streets of Wrigleyville. While waiting to board the L train, a group of heads argued about how to get through the downtown loop. Since this wasn't my first trip to Chicago, I offered a helping hand. You guys need to stay on the red line. There's a map inside the train. They stopped their conversation and looked at me in confusion. You from here, man? You sure about that? Maybe. I'm from Tennessee. The two guys looked at each other. Then they burst into laughter. Just like a deadhead. Always trying to play tricks. It was the first time in my life someone called me a deadhead. From American Beauty to this. I wondered if Max would be proud. Even without the compliment, the day had been the most immersive Grateful Dead experience I was ever going to get. Even if it wasn't Jerry up on that stage, the spirit his band cultivated 50 plus years earlier was still very much alive. And aside from dropping acid with Bill Walton, it wasn't going to get any better than this. The haters will always exist, but no matter what they say, John Mayer's dead to me. As if I needed more proof, he proved it again the next day after the show on his Instagram post. He summed up the show better than I ever could. The caption read, Fine, I'll try to explain it. The air was thick with fog, but it wasn't ominous. It was soft and sweet and more conductive of all things, of light and color and sound and excitement. And it hung there, and we all hung there for hours. The moment just held. The music poured out and the rain never came. And then, like clouds do, the show came to a close and we all rolled along to become part of some other pattern in nature. But if you were there for those hours where that perfect shape in the clouds never dissolved and the music just kept floating, you know this caption isn't crazy. I'm Lance Ingram and this is Yesterday's Concert. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Sources and more info on today's show are available on our website, yesterdaysconcert.com. While you're there, connect with Yesterday's Concert. Sign up for our e-newsletter. Or jump over to Facebook or Instagram and give us a shout, at Yesterday's Concert. And until next time, take care of your shoes. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. 
Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 